Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Y'all, we are currently in intense fundraising for my almost 12-year-old's baseball team. Oh, yes. Intense fundraising, and I need your help. We need to know, what can my kids sell that will actually make money? Like, what can we do? Not drugs, actu- right? Correct. Okay, so you want, like, legitimate up, up and up things. Thank you. Okay, you're this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And just kind of bring everybody up to speed, and I'd love to hear your calls. 651-641-1071. My uh, 11-year-old, he'll be 12 at the end of October, plays traveling baseball for the Minneapolis Millers. Go Millers. And uh, every year... The uh, his team, the people who play at his level, go to the kids who play at his level, go to a major tournament in Cooperstown. Uh, Cooperstown is where the Baseball Hall of Fame is in New York. Yeah. Um, and, and every you know, if, if you've got a kid in the traveling baseball system, you probably know about this tournament. Sure, it's a big yeah. darn deal. So they're going in July. Mm-hmm. Well, the fundraising in order to get them to go just tip for the not even for the travel expenses, not even for the getting the families there where everybody stays, just for the boys, just for the team. It is like around thirty thousand dollars. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Travel's not cheap. No, so but this isn't even for travel. This is literally to register the boys for their room and board, for the programming that they will do there, for their uniforms there. We have to bring an ump. I mean, there's a lot of stuff, $30,000. Above and beyond that, we have to pay for a whole lot of other things by family. So we are trying to raise a lot of money. And I don't know if you know this, I am a mom, not a fundraiser. Okay, so you had said what can my kids yes. sell that actually makes money? What does what are they selling now that well, you're concerned is not going to raise enough money or like give us the reason why like cuz I will tell you what I would like to buy, but I don't know like what actually sells. So we've got a couple big fundraisers going on. We're running the entire fall baseball program. That's making some money. We're doing concessions and merchandise, et cetera. That's all making money. We're we're happy with that. Above and beyond that, we're gonna be we are gonna need like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Right now we also have another thing going on where we're selling wreaths and holiday oh, greens. Yeah, no. As if a you want Cub any, Scout, I know what that is like. Right, and we're trying to get in front of Good that. We're getting so, $30,000 in wreaths. I know, leads. that's what I'm saying. By the way, if you want to buy any, hit me up. Um, but I want to know from you, our listeners, what can my kids sell that's actually going to make money? Yeah, no, what are the good, good I bet fundraisers? there are a lot of really good ideas out there. Let's go to Alex. Alex is on the line. Hi, Alex. Thank you, by the way, for calling so early and holding for so long. Um, <laughs> what can my kids sell that's going to actually make us some real green? Frozen pizzas. 
Really? Oh, yes. Hey, wait a minute. This is delightful. Uh, things like, for example, Heggie's Pizza? Heggie's, or actually, honestly, I was a Heggie's person until I discovered Lata Matza. Oh, Lata never Matza had those. is the best. Yeah. And sometimes you can find them at the store for like, you know, buy one, get one, because they're about the same price as the Heggies. So you so, can make at least five, six bucks pizza. Do, I was going to say, do you have the experience? Have you done this yourself? No, my coworker, her daughter did it for like their dance team. And she just said, you know, she, I don't know how they partnered like with Heggies or I'm or sure they someone. have fundraising, yeah. They did the fundraising and she sold a ton. She sold like almost 200 pizzas. Okay, go. I'm going to need right. to look at that. doesn't pizza. like frozen pizza. Right? I mean, who Thank doesn't, you. right? Thank I've you, d- Alex. I will say we've actually done that before. We've bought like six packs of um, Haggies when people are fundraising. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's pizza. Like yeah, you're going to eat it. doesn't want frozen pizzas in their freezer? You, they're Run. nice to have on hand. Let's go to Julie. Hi, Julie. What can my kids sell that people are going to actually buy that's going to make us some real money? All right. So this one's a really good one and a lot of people don't do it. Oh, okay. But there's a company, um, I think it's out in Marshall, called Walnut Grove Mercantile. Ooh, um, like I'm, I'm already in. That and sounds very Laura Ingalls. Homemade fudge. <gasps> and they sell it for the fundraisers. You can do like a half pound or a one pound. And people can choose. And I think they have 12 different flavors, something like that. And it is the best fudge. And your, your sale price is like 5 or $6 for the half pound and like, Ten or twelve dollars for the full pound. Yeah, oh, and everybody um, buys it. They have a whole thing okay. on their website, Colleen, for fundraising. Okay, and they tell and you how to do it. It is, but not that many people know about it. So, it, like, it's something different. It's yeah. the market is saturated. I think is what up- we say in the fundraising business. <laughs> Thank you, <Okay>. Julie. <laughs> I think Julie brings up a very good point, which is that you want to sell something that not everybody else is selling. Like, um, right. of the things. I would can can they just like like shovel my walk this winter? I mean, we'll be doing that as well. Yeah, uh, we will be putting uh, young Mister Lindstrom to work shoveling walks. Yeah, um, but like I gotta make I gotta make big money. I gotta make fast money. Okay, okay? but not Let's, drugs. Not no drugs, please. Yeah. Uh, these are wholesome <laughs> young men. Let's go to Betsy. Betsy's on the line. Hi, Betsy. What can my kids sell that's gonna make us the money? Hi, so I had more of a thought on the fundraising process that I would much rather just hand your son like $20, $30 and know that you're getting that full amount versus buying oh. a $20 thing of cookie dough oh. and knowing you're only making like three yeah. bucks off of it. That's a good like, point. That's actually good and insight. And it's going to sit in my freezer for like nine months. I'm not going to use it and you earn $3. But along like what Bradley was saying, like, Go around and provide a service, like rake some leaves, something that's not costing any money, and you're getting the full amount versus yeah. having to hand so much money over to the actual fundraising company. Yeah. Okay. That's smart. I like that. I like that as well. Betsy, thank you so much. That is useful information. Then I'm getting 100%. Weed. It's too bad you didn't do this like in the summer because I would have had you over there weeding my backyard. I mean, you could do this too. No, I'm good. I got my own backyard. I'm trust me. Whatever is being but sold I'll, to I'm everybody else, I'm also paying for it with my child. You know. Um, let's go to Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Debbie, uh, what can I? What can my kids sell uh, so we can actually make some actual money for his fundraising? Okay, so the hockey players in our community come around and they sell water, softener, salt, and you can ask them to bring forty bags. Or however many bags you want, and they'll bring it into your house right next to your water softener, and it's awesome. 
Now, I'm not a hockey mom, so I don't know how much profit they make, but, you know, it's a way to maybe get the 12-year-old baseball players into shape. Okay, thank you so much. That's a great idea. I I do have to ask a a follow-up question to my friends in the room, and this is probably a dumb question. I don't use water soft. Neither do I. But people in the burbs do, right? That's what I was going to say. So, like, these are, you know... All these kids live in the Minneapolis city limits. I do not know anybody who lives in the city who has a water but softener. But of that, I, again, I like the idea that it's something out of the ordinary. Like, I never True. would have thought of water softener. True. Like, maybe, you know, I don't know, roof shoveling. Put up put those kids on the roof. How about an old-fashioned car wash? Because my car needs to get detailed. ASAP. Oh, how wow. about detailing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I need you to get all up in them nooks I'm and gonna crannies. I'm going to just say something. that my, I don't know how this is going to land, but details are not oh, sure. really a talent of that age group so much. Okay. I mean, even just like a nice hose down and a little scrub, hey. that's fine. Yeah, they, they probably does, could manage just that. Just be clear about what you're Washing suggesting. my car Thank in you. exchange for fundraising. You. If I'm being hey, honest, Ollie. though, if I'm being seriously honest, I will just tell you that uh, I have have gone to one of those car washes before mm-hmm. and then gone to an actual car wash. That's fine. I just need you know, a very superficial You know what scrub. I do? I go, what here's do do? the 20 bucks. You don't need to wash my car. Okay. See? That's... But then now you're... Okay. <laughs> let's go to... Let's have, let Karen have the last word and then I'm going to tell you what you can do if you want to be like uh, one of our callers who said, I just want to give you the money. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to Karen. Karen's on the line. Hi, Karen. Hi. Have you tried butter braids? They practically sell themselves. What is, butter? What's what, a butter what, braid? You had me at butter. I don't know what you're talking Are about. Are you telling me that you're the only people on the planet who have never heard of butter no, braid? No! What is a yeah, butter I'm braid? Yeah, I'm serious. They're strictly a company that, that, that does fundraising for various schools and activities. You get this, you order this, it's like a, a, a big pastry. It's got raw dough, but it's been pre-filled with fruit filling or cream cheese or whatever. And you get it frozen, and you stick it in your freezer, and when you want to uh, cook it up for breakfast, you, you uh, let it rise overnight, and by morning it, it quintuples in size, and you pop it in the oven, and you've got this unbelievably luscious wow. uh, treat. Look at this. Yum. Okay, well, I have a feeling if, uh, if my... 12, thank you, by the way, Karen. If my son started selling these, Bradley Trainer would buy I, me out of them yes. immediately. Caramel butter braids. That just sounds amazing. Then they have pastry rolls. Well, thank you, Different all. flavors. Sweet and savory. You, okay, here's the thing. I just, I want, if they're going to do like foodie things, make uh-huh. it things that like people just, I don't know, like they always want, but they never buy for themselves. So really? things like this, yeah, yeah, like a butter braid, like because I can't would never get... spend money on that. That's true. But when given the chance, I can be like, oh, this is like for a worthy cause. So give me a half a dozen butter braids, and then Jamie will yell at me for buying them all, but he'll he'll eat them like they're going out of business. Mm-hmm. Well, if you are interested in what we are actually working on yeah. <laughs> with my son's uh, my son's baseball team, we do have a website. It's Miller's M I L L E R S twelve triple A. That's just three A's dot org. Miller's12AAA.org. Well, that's easy enough. Put yeah, it on the website exactly. or do it on your social media. And then, you know, and, you know, maybe I can just give you like periodic updates to let you know, you know, if we're selling butter braids. When we come yeah. back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, you know what? Let's talk about Halloween when we come back. Okay. Let's talk about Halloween. I'm really excited to share something with you, Bradley. Okay. 
Um, I think I've made some progress on my Halloween offerings. Okay. I've purchased what I'm going to give out to the trick-or-treaters this year, and I want to see your reaction to it because I think I'm making progress, and I think you're going to be really pleased. All right. Okay? Let's do it. We'll talk about that after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 107. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and I've, I've figured out what I'm going to give out for Halloween. I'm very excited about okay, this because so, I think I'm making progress, Bradley. So here's the thing that you don't know about Colleen. She gives out crap for Halloween, and by crap I mean pencils and uh, food or um, uh, coupons. No, okay. what do you get? Pennies. Wait, no, I'm sorry, I don't peanuts. even give pencils. No, and I don't get peanuts. Too many kids are allergic to peanuts. I give like little toys. No, like, she gives away pencils toys. and then she felt bad. So she threw in some like weird bubbles and like things that Play-Doh. basically kids add to garbage island. Yep. Yeah. So they don't Seagulls even eat the thing. They basically, yeah, baby seals are dying because Colleen wants to be liked by the neighborhood children, but not enough to hand out candy. So what have you come up with now? I think I'm making progress. <laughs> okay. So now you're giving them I'm what? I'm super excited. What's that? Well, first of all, you need to know it's edible. So that's, I thought that was going to meet your requirements. I thought you'd be excited. Are you giving out by fruit? That. No. Fruit snacks? No. See, this is good. No. Fruit roll-ups? No, I might as well give them a Hershey bar. Yeah, yeah, because they would actually like that. I, thank you very much, have purchased for distribution individually packed packages of pretzels. And I am so excited because I've never actually given out something edible before. Why are you looking at me like that? Why are you giving out pretzels? Nobody because wants pretzels for Halloween. No. You don't give out I, you don't salty always snacks. Get on ho- what you want in life. Yeah, you just don't hand stuff out then and you turn your light off like every other self-respecting person but who I doesn't wanna want. But I don't want to be the people that go out trick-or-treat, like have our kids ask for stuff Do from other people. Do you realize that you are still going to be, <laughs> those children are still going to say bad things about you. I bet those pretzels are unsalted. That lady down the no, street gets pretzels. They're salted. They're also brand kids also. of the snack foods. Pretzels are like the least favorite of children. Pretzels, No, true, actually. Put 50 um, kids in a row and say, which would you rather have, potato chips or pretzels? They're all going to say potato chips. Well, I'm going to tell you this right now. Doritos or pretzels? Doritos. Well, yeah, but like... Combos this is or actually pretzels? Combos. My fear right now... Cheetos? Cheetos. My fear right now is that I've ordered them too soon and my pretzels? kids are going to get some... That on? I was like, you know, doing the grocery shopping online like I do. Um, and I use... Sometimes I use a service called Boxed. And it's sort of like warehouse, you know, but delivery. And they had already, they'd rolled out their, um, you know, Halloween stuff. And I was like, candy, no, candy, no, candy, no, candy, no. Pretzels. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, and I put it in my cart because it wasn't candy. And so I put it in my cart and it's like non-threatening. You know, there's that's nothing like the in worst. pretzels that's like, going to like, you like know. you're enticing them. It's not even like, you know, dumb Play-Doh, which, you know, a child might have fun with other than a day called Halloween. Um, you're just giving them like uh, more reasons to be sad because the next I'm day they're going to wake up and look in their bag and be like, oh, no, here, see, mom, now I don't I'm want confused these. Because I feel like I done I was going in the right no. direction. And now no, you're the saying the thing direction, I did before Holly, would you like the to thing. Tell her please? the correct direction would be candy. But everybody gives out candy. You can't be unique because it's Halloween and you you. give out candy on Halloween. Nobody grew up going, I give out pretzels on Halloween. Remember that holiday where we all send our children around and and they get peanuts and pretzels from strangers? No, I don't actually know that holiday because when I grew up and when you grew up, there were two kinds of people. There were the people that handed out pennies and pencils, mm-hmm. and then there was everybody else who but made I don't candy. Hand out, I don't hand out toothbrushes. I mean, I'm not like the Colleen, worst you person in the pencils. world. Which is just as bad as a toothbrush. Okay. To be fair, <laughs> one year... Why do we have to be fair? Life is not fair. How many well, times have you said that? you make it sound like I get like a, a box of Ticonderogas and just like give kids number two. Look, whatever <laughs> you need to tell yourself... <laughs> Emphasis on the number two in this particular conversation, <laughs> but that it, it does. You they act as if the child pencils. is going to be like, "Oh my god, I love this fun pencil." Yeah, like said the kid in eighteen ninety six. Yeah, or that they're going to appreciate your contrarian nature and that. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, the that cool mother hip is lady. trying to not be like everybody else. I like her. Okay, well, here's the thing, and this is what I'm actually <laughs> Next most week she's nervous hand about. Out, hand out yogurt starters. Oh. Yeah, what if I do? I'm going to make fun of you. The point is this. I'm actually kind of afraid that my kids are going to be so excited about the pretzels that they'll be gone by... that says a lot about... Halloween. Yeah, okay. When we come back (laughs) on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly. I thought it was good. (laughs) I bet they're wrapped like little pumpkins. Okay, should I go back to the Play-Doh now? What now? Should I go back to Play-Doh? And pencils. Okay. Hello? Is this this thing thing on? on? (laughs) This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, every day we like to tell you about celebrities behaving badly, but we have a very special name for them, and that name is D Bag. D Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the D-bag. Day. D-bag. Who's your D My D Bag, seriously. Is the paparazzi? I know that this sounds like such a dorky all of them cop out. I hate the media. No, I just there is a time and a place, right, well, for the paparazzi, like from a distance when they're like, "Hey, look, there's Dakota Johnson. She's carrying a larger than normal water bottle." That like that's news. one thing. It was right? green. It was green, and the brand is unknown, but it was larger than the usual. Um, that's what we know about it. That there's a time and a place for that, right? Like I don't really care about that. What I what does bother me is the paparazzo who does not leave the celebrity alone when the celebrity is going on about their day. Because I like to think about what that would be like for just any average person yeah, going about their so day. Relatable. Well, but they but this is the case of seriously, this is the case of 
uh, Hillary Duff, mm. and she's going about her day. She's like at her kid's soccer match. She's, you know, go, going through the drive through at the Starbucks. She called this paparazzo out, though. Okay. She took a video and posted it on her Instagram. Um, And let me just, before we listen to the audio, I'm going to read to you her caption. Okay. Okay. So you can just know how egregious this offense was. This guy has been at my son's soccer game this morning, then followed me to my sister's house and was basically parked in her driveway to get photos, followed me to run errands. I politely asked him to let me be, and he continues to follow and stalk me like a like prey for hours now. This is not okay. I am nine months pregnant. When people say that's what you get for signing up to be a celebrity, it honestly makes me sick. This is every day of every month. And it's simply not okay. If a non-celeb, and I'm sorry to use that word, was dealing with this, then a, a new law would be involved. Okay, so there's a little bit of that that's not relatable, but come on, it's not like she's going to give birth at her sister's house in the driveway. So you're not going to get well, the actual news, event. Yeah. Here she is confronting the paparazzo. I'm pregnant, and I have the flu, and I've asked you once to leave me alone. Can you please stop taking my picture? You're like hunting me down. It doesn't matter. I'm just asking you to please leave me alone for the day. Okay, you've, you've like hunted me. It's, it's, I know, but I feel very uncomfortable. Please, please leave a pregnant woman alone. I lost my whole morning, and then you get all no photos. It's not my fault. Please leave me alone after the weekend, sir. Please. He's upset because he didn't get his photos, and so he needs to keep following her mm-hmm. so that he can get his photos. Yeah, you know. No, find somebody else. Well, here, here's the issue I have. I don't take the issue. Uh, I mean, I guess you can. You can totally blame him and say he's he's a creep, and he's following that very nice lady around, and mm-hmm. she's just pregnant and having a sick day. You know, I mean, who can't relate to that? Of course, on an individual level, you can totally relate to her, mm-hmm. right? To me, the bigger story is really just that that that's a career uh, for someone. Right. Right. Like I don't blame him in so far as like, I mean, you could probably make the case that it's an honest day's work. That's the celebrity world we live in. I'm, I just feel like it's not, maybe not him. It's the people that are going, Hey, if you want some money, I need you to go around and follow Hillary Duff today. Well, yeah. So like, yes. there's a part of me that's like, but I don't want to take away responsibility because right. Individual paparazzi do horrible things and mm-hmm. like celebrities have paid a, a price for it. So that's a legitimate thing mm-hmm. that I want to acknowledge. But I also just think that th- he is probably but a symptom of a much larger problem that is, uh, you know, there are a lot of people sitting in big offices uh, behind, you know, big titles of media conglomerates that are not paying the price socially and on social media the way that this yahoo and a wife beater is and and are staged do you really yeah i really do i think that this is holly with the conspiracy theory yeah i say this because hillary duff is a notable represent representative of the right side of the daily mail even today, she was walking down the street, having her picture taken, and her celebrity is now not based on anything that she actually does, but it's her presence that's maintained in the headlines mm. through paparazzi photographs. Me- Wait a minute! Did she try to pull one over Wait on a minute, us? Wait a minute! No, totally. she is a D bag. I changed my D bag. 
I totally God, think oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know, trust me. Right? I totally think she was pulling one over on us. I think that she staged this because well, she's turnabout a type is of, fair play, right? So yeah. in that regard, good, good on good her. Good on her. Yeah. yeah, being like she understands, and her people understand that her fame is fueled by Instagram, and it's also fueled by paparazzi photographs of her strolling around in Studio City with a bag over her belly. Like that's I, how we know her right now. Right. And we also are positioning her as a mom, and that's how her fame is being positioned. Like I'm a celebrity. Well, work for me because I'm thinking like if I'm at a soccer game with my kid and Hillary Duff's kid is on my kid's soccer team I'm gonna be real annoyed with this pest as well and I'm gonna be mad that's why I'm saying this the exchange is relatable for people who aren't maybe thinking critically in the sense that like you're like I can relate to that that would really suck I would not want some yahoo following me around for sure um but you know maybe peel back the curtain a little bit I also just was going to say... That's her like, lover! What, what, They've been doing it in the back of her car! What I was going to say... Put down a towel! Was that... Thank you, Holly. What I was going to say was that you could just tell any paparazzo if you need to make some money, just sell whatever to the Daily Mail. They will make it into a story. Yeah, I would just be like, here, I'm going to walk. Here's what yeah. we're going to do. I'm going to make you some money today. Watch. I'm going to walk up and down the sidewalk mm-hmm. holding a water bottle. Mm-hmm. And you're going to take as many pictures as you want. And then you're going to leave me the bleep alone. Mm-hmm. And that way you get a little bit of yours and I get a little bit of mine. And together we're a big happy family. And that's what the Kardashians do. Yeah. But it's wow. a, it's a little bit too convenient of a relationship. So maybe if we're catching on a little bit, she wants to position herself, Hillary Duff, as being the victim the of put paparazzi, upon celebrity yeah. mom. Yeah. Oh my gosh, who his life is hard. I'm just trying to be wanna... a working mom in Hollywood. I just want to drink a cafe latte. Hey, look, it's been going on since 1914. Okay. It's a long story. Right. Go ahead. Oh, is it <coughs> my turn? Yeah. No, yeah, because I, that was a really complicated. Wow, you just said that like no, I guess so. No, I, that wasn't about your story. That was me feeling downtrodden about the fact that it's so much more complicated than it seems, <laughs> and that's the world we live in in two thousand. In Hollywood, we know that what nothing, nothing is, is real, real and everybody smokes. Okay, should have been on a state fair T shirt, but mm, wouldn't let couldn't. us. No. Okay. No. Uh, do you know what? My, you're, I'm going to say this, and you're going to be like, "What? I don't understand." My D-bag today is Ancestry.com and Spotify. What? I don't understand. Okay, well, I meant maybe you would do it in your own oh, words. Oh, sorry. You wouldn't just take mine, oh, but sure. Sorry. What? I don't understand what you are saying. Ancestry.com, that wonderful website that I spend way more money and time on than I probably should. And another website that I spend more money on than I probably should, Spotify. You know, they do all the music. Mm-hmm. They have combined forces. Why, you ask? To play you stations of the time of your ancestors? Basically. Are you serious? Spotify teams up with Ancestry to create DNA curated playlists. Okay, no, that's the douchiest what? thing that I've does ever not make any sense. Hey, everybody, all, are you enjoying this music we're listening to during yes, our dinner party? I'm listening to the Von Trapp sisters mm, right now. It's, it's been, very reminiscent of my Alpine heritage. It's been curated by my DNA. Yeah. So, but first of all, it's a lie. Uh, second of all, it's dumb. So it's a dumb lie. As much as I love Ancestry and as much as I love uh, Spotify, I, I shouldn't say it's dumb and a lie because that sounds very harsh. But here's what they are doing. What they are doing on their website is connect, allowing you, th- if you've done the DNA test on Ancestry, to connect through your Spotify account and create playlists that are curated based on the regions that 
your DNA test suggests you have ancestry from. Okay. That is a lot of words. What that really means is you basically pick up to five regions of the world that allegedly your ancestors may have come from. That whole conversation is entirely too complicated to have right now and is suspect. Um, so it it's it's really just a way to get people to use these sites more. I went and did it myself, and I literally, you just self-select. It's not, because at first I was like, are they going through my DNA test? I don't know that I oh, want Spotify is watching. On my, all up in my DNA, right? Mm-hmm. No, they. you literally, if you've got a test, you can click on like the regions that it says your DNA test uh, rec- suggests that people, uh, your ancestors came from. So like, you know, Germanic Europe, Scandinavia, mm-hmm. Native America, you know, like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then that will create a playlist. And it had like Penny. What is that group? Three Penny Wives. Pennies six Pennies, none the richer. That, six Pence, none the richer. Not Six Pennies. Some kind of pennies were on my list. <laughs> things I did not recognize, frankly. And I just think, you know, like that's just seems like a weak way to get people's attention i know i know i don't disagree with you but i do want you to know that i did get my hands oh, on lying right now my everything that's coming out of her mouth is a lie i can tell <laughs> that you're up I to no good find it. i'm sorry you I wanted to gonna... play the swedish chef no this here it is yeah, yeah. that's your dna profile yeah, that's my dna match that's a hot track i just I know. like i want people to be excited about dna and music i don't <laughs> want them to be excited about dna artificially or unnecessarily vaguely. Does that make sense? Yeah, I also want you to know that I one of the most delightfully nerdy things you've said today was I want people to be excited about their DNA and music. Yeah. Their DNA and music. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. that's true. Mm-hmm. I want people to explore those things, but I don't want them to like do it in a fake way, in a way that misleads them. Because d- they're not actually looking at your DNA. And they're also not actually... Uh, bringing you the music that your ancestors your listened to. Yeah. Exactly. They're bringing you recording like, what would that artists be? from the What area. would that be? I don't even know. I have Irish ancestors, so I like, you know, Sinead O'Connor. What? That doesn't make any sense. Because you know your three times great-grandmother was not jamming oh, out yeah. to Sinead O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the Sinead. The Sinead O'Connor <laughs> and the Cranberries. <laughs> when we come back. Zahambe. Zahambe. <laughs> When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, there is a new show, well, that just ended, but that has garnered the same kind of attention that one of our favorites, Downton Abbey, did. Bradley's going to tell us about it. It's the next Downton Abbey, It's the next Downton Abbey after this on My Talk 107.1. So there is a new Downton Abbey in town coming to our town on Netflix on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Bradley hey! has all the details. Yeah, no, um, so our next Downton Abbey experience is about to happen. Come across the shoulders to America. Hello. No, um, there's a show called <laughs> Bodyguard, which... Hello. hello. and welcome to our shores. Uh, the BBC just finished uh, the first season of a new series called Bodyguard, and it had a gigantic 47.9% audience share. Whoa. That means half of all households in Britain were watching this show. That's insane. And the finale. It's a six-part series. It landed, uh, uh, or I should say it um, will land 
in the United States in October. Uh, I'm just looking for the exact date, October 24th and uh, via Netflix. And I'm really excited because anytime somebody says to me, it's the next Downton Abbey. Now, it's not a uh, it's not going to be Downton Abbey, right? So, so it's not necessarily from the same period. It's not necessarily um, the same themes as Downton Abbey. So let me tell you a little bit about what I know without giving away any spoilers. Ooh, yes, thank you. She's French for spoilers. Madden. Madden is this actor guy. He plays David Budd, a war veteran turned cop and special protection officer who's assigned to guard the home secretary, Julie Montague, who is targeted by mysterious assassins. Uh, Sunday's denouement was highly anticipated in the UK, with series achieving the rare feat of running weekly and becoming genuine water cooler TV. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so we don't know much. I actually am not going to look at uh, the description of it because I don't want spoilers. But um, this makes me excited. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because thanks to the world in which we live, we're not going to have to wait two years yeah. to get this thing. Well, here's what I mean. If I'm thinking back to the times of Downton Abbey, I mean, we were all obsessed and it sort of was that thing that we've been we've been talking about that is does not exist really anymore in television, which is all eyes on the same thing at the same time. Appointment viewing in the same way so that you can know that tomorrow you're going to show up at work and that's going to be the thing that everybody's talking about. Downton Abbey really did take up that space in our lives at the time that it was on. Uh, And even though it had already aired across the pond in its entirety, meaning the whole season had aired before we got it. So there were spoilers everywhere and you could easily find out what happened in the season. We were watching it for the first time and all together because they rolled out just one episode every week. Um, And so that show was historic in so many ways. And to now have a show that has blown that show's ratings out of the water. Well, and it's only six episodes, which I like that commitment. I, the British just do TV quite well, if you ask me. Um, the, I will say that uh, the CEO of World Productions, who produced this series, said that they were completely stunned by the exceptional response to Bodyguard. Again, that's the title. At a time when we're told that linear TV is dying, it's been thrilling to see the number of viewers flocking to watch this show live. So... You know, if you can move 49% of the audience to show up on a particular time at a particular time to watch riveting television, you have done something quite uh, amazing, I would say. And so we are getting it, though, on Netflix, which means we won't have that linear TV experience in the way that unless they did. they're going to deliver it that way. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Good point. Um, no, it says Netflix will drop all episodes globally outside the UK, including the US on October 24th. OK, so again, the name of that is Bodyguard, not Bodyguard. the Bodyguard no. starring Kevin Costner. And the late Whitney Houston, Houston. uh, but Bodyguard. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, Bradley, you uh, spent the entire weekend watching something entirely different. Entirely. Entirely Banks. Mm -hmm. She's my favorite runway model. No, entirely different. I did. In fact, um, entirely different from this show. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I watched. I've been watching a lot of Julia Child lately. I've also been watching some other cooking shows. You know, Great British Baking Show. You are deep into the the baking and the I cooking. Just, you shows. know, in the world that we live in, I mean, I still watch regular TV, but I it's such a like. The world really is heavy right mm-hmm. now, and watching people make a cake makes me happy. It's like you're watching people make comfort food that you're not eating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, so it's comforting in the same way. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, anyway, regardless, it, it led me to just have these moments, and I don't know if you've ever felt this way, where you watch somebody making something over and over again. I think The Morning Show was just talking about this because Jason has just started watching Great British Baking Show. And he, like, loves it. Everybody he, like, just now woke is coming up to, to that show, and you guys should watch it if you haven't. And there's so many reasons, but that's a separate conversation. But the result often is when you watch shows like that, or you spend a lot of time on YouTube watching Julia Child, um, that you want to make stuff. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I want to make that. And I like watching things that people make. You know, like I like getting ideas for things I'm actually going to cook. But right. I also like watching things that I would never make. But then I find myself going, oh, I want to make that. I want to make a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Like I do really just want to sit down and make a loaf of bread. But I don't, I've never made, a, I don't think anyway, a loaf of maybe banana bread. But I've never like sat there and like kneaded a loaf mm-hmm. and, and let pounded it, rise it down and, and, and used yeah. yeast. I don't, I've never bought yeast. Oh, man. I will tell you, I would, I can get on board with that. I would love to make a loaf of bread well. Yeah. Cause right? it's not easy to make them well. That's the problem. Like I've made bread and it was a brick. Yeah. But doesn't you, but you were saying, I'm sorry, I totally no. hijacked your bread conversation, no. but the, there are so many things that you just want to make when you watch other people make them. Yeah. And I feel like everybody has that thing like, oh, I, I want to sit down and just make this once, but, but it seems intimidating. Like fish. That's another one. I've been watching a lot of fish cooking lately because I am so intimidated by cooking fish because usually it's, huh. you know, well, first of all, we don't eat salmon, which is a really easy fish to cook. Yeah. So our options are a little different, but you know, whether it's, you know, tuna steaks. Okay, sure, I can make a tuna steak. But then I watch Julia Child make, you know, Sol Munier, and I'm like, I want to make that. But I don't I, even know what a Munier is. But I got to go to the fishmonger, and then I'm afraid I'm going to let it rot, and then it's not going to get made, or I'm going to burn it, or it's going to fall apart, and then I'm never going to make it again. It's okay, a lot well, of pressure. First of all, before we ask the question, hmm. uh, I want to unburden you and let you know that it's okay to fail at fish at first. Yeah. But and it's then just keep trying. Too. I know, but you'll eat it. It's not going to like kill you. Yeah. It's still make you stronger though. Yeah. Here's our question for you. What are the things you don't cook or bake or make that you wish you would? You wish you did. And why don't you? 651-641-1071. We'll talk to you after this on My Talk 1071.